The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Thinking Outside the Long Box. This is Albie. Today I have the absolute pleasure of talking to Michael Rosenbaum. You may know him as Lex Luthor from Smallville and many other things. He played the Flash on Justice League, the animated series, and he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He has a great podcast called Inside of You. It's available on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts like this one are given away. And I really recommend it. Michael Rosenbaum has worked with everyone from Bradley Cooper to Christopher Walken and Clint Eastwood. The diverse actor has worked in over 20 films such as The Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Hit and Run, Urban Legend, Sweet November, Bringing Down the House, Pool Hall Junkies, and Sorority Boys. He was pretty sexy in Sorority Boys, I gotta say. He portrayed Lex Luthor on the smash hit Smallville for seven years and voiced The Flash on the hit animated series The Justice League. Recently, Rosenbaum starred as the lead actor and executive producer in the second season of the dark comedy series Impastor for TV Land. Aside from acting, Michael has also started a new production company, Rose and Baum Productions, that recently completed their first feature film back in the day. Rosenbaum wrote, directed, and starred in the movie alongside Marina Baccarin from Deadpool and Firefly fame. Michael's podcast, Inside of You, with Michael Rosenbaum, is recorded inside his home. Listen to Inside of You, where Michael invites celebrities, athletes, musicians, and anyone else he finds interesting to sit on the couch with him while he probes them for the most interesting stories they have. The podcast is raunchy, funny, raw, and fun for everyone. Episodes are released weekly on his website and on iTunes. Check it out on his website, insideofyoupodcast.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum, thanks for joining us on Thinking Outside the Long Box. It's an honor to have you on. It is an honor to be here. I'll tell you what. What else would I do with my day? (laughs) (laughs) You are uh, pretty much an icon in in this uh, Comic-Con world where you've played so many cool, interesting characters that uh, us fanboys really enjoy. Uh, When did you first start going to conventions, and um, what do you think about that whole lifestyle? Well, you know... um Smallville, first of all, thank you for saying all that. That is very kind of you. And I, and I, I will say that I, I definitely like to uh, mix it up. I think I have a little ADD, and I like to – I get bored pretty easily, so I like to play different roles. And, um, you know, uh, playing Lex Luthor for seven years was, was a lot, 10 months a year. And I had to uh, – you know, I was going a little crazy because I loved playing the character. But, uh, you know, I was always itching to do something else. Always do you know acting out on on set and you know doing stand up comedy and making everybody laugh because I think deep down inside I've always been a bit of a goofball so it was funny for me to actually play Lex Luthor I think my friends made fun of me for quite some time thinking dude you can't play this character I'm like ah uh, well thanks for the support but uh, you know the cons I started doing early part of I guess it was like 2004 three four five around there and you know the other cast members weren't really doing them at the time. 
I remember the first time I was certainly overwhelmed. I remember having an anxiety attack because I went to Orlando 2003. And funny enough, I just went back for the first time since then this last weekend, which was pretty incredible, But or two weeks ago. Was that uh, Megacon? That was Megacon. Awesome. But I remember the first time going in Small Hood, come out, and, I, and you know, living in Vancouver, shooting the show up there, you don't see the impact, the immediate impact it has on the rest of the world. You're thinking, is anybody watching our show? Are we successful? Are we... You know, and, you know, we knew we were doing something right, but when you go to a convention, you realize, holy crap, there's a thousand people in line wrapped around this place to see me. And I, and I couldn't, I couldn't sort of comprehend that. It was, it was overwhelming. I remember every like 15 minutes I had to take a break and go outside and just take a deep breath. And I invited my grandparents to join me and they came there and they're like, what the hell are these people here for to see you? What are you, what is going and I'm like, I don't know. I guess the show's just bigger than I ever thought it was. And you know, the great thing about conventions is it's it's an it's an instant connection to your fan base, an instant connection to your to the people who support you, who've made you successful. So for me, I always say this: people say, "Why do you do conventions? Why do you go to conventions?" You really don't understand it until you go. Those are my dogs whining in the background, by the way. But, if, you know, for me, imagine like, you know, someone who doesn't like sci-fi, who doesn't, who just has a regular job, who, you know, really isn't in all that stuff. And they have a vacation and they go to Hawaii or they go to Mexico. To me, these fans, uh, people that go to the convention, they, this is their vacation. They save up because this is what they love. This is you know, seeing Lex Luthor or seeing the guy from the Avengers or seeing, you know, the guy who did the voice of SquarePants. It's like these, this is their vacation and oh, what a great vacation it is. You know, it's, it's they're there to have fun and, and spend money and save up and, you know, spend money to live it up and cosplay if they want and meet their favorite actors. So I love it. I have such a connection to my fans now more than ever. I think my fan base has grown a lot because I just have fun with my fans. I really like enjoy them. I take the time and talk to them and, and you see what an impact it has not only on, on, on them, but on you and your career and your life. Uh, it gives you an energy and, and a, and a purpose. So, you know, that's why I do them. And recently I got, uh, finally got Tom Welling and Kristen Krook, my co-stars to, to do some cons and, they were like, dude, thank you. I'm like, I've been telling you to do this for years, and, and they really are getting a kick out of it. So, you know, I'm glad to see them finally at these things. And the fans love it, too. We just went to Orlando, like I said, and, you know, thousands of people in the audience at the Q&A, and uh, it was a treat. It, it's got to be uh, good, like, if you're having a bad day to just have 100 people come up to you and uh, tell tell you how much they love you. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, hearing you're great <laughs> is better than hearing you suck. And uh, I've definitely heard both. But it never gets old. I mean, people come up and go, I'm sure you've heard this, but I think you're the best Lex Luthor ever. I'm like, you know what, buddy? I, I'm happy to hear it again. I really appreciate it. And what's great is, like, it's like all, then all those, you know, if they like you in one thing, they start to, fans go, hey, I love Sorority Boys. I love Pool Hall Junkies. I love uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I love... My dog's on top of me right now. Good God! <laughs> what are you doing? I jumped into my Farley. Go out! Get out of here! I mean, they're <laughs> jumping all over me. Anyway, uh, so it's just it's just a treat, man. The whole thing's, like, surreal. I'm very lucky. I mean, you know, I always say, if I could just do my podcast and do conventions, man, I, that's all I do. I mean, people want me to act, but uh, sometimes you need a little break. 
your podcast inside of you. I just uh, listened to the Cassandra Peterson episode, Elvira. Very, very good Elvira. show. Elvira. I love the uh, the format of your show. Very conversational. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're we're building and building, doing everything to build our audience, and you know, it's. At first, it started out as just like, hey, I'll do a podcast. But I really didn't know what I wanted out of it. What was I doing it for? And then I realized that it's actually giving me purpose. That, you know, I noticed that every convention or on Twitter or Instagram, if you read the responses, people are like, you, you and Zach Levi talking about mental health. He was like in tears on an episode. And people are going, it really helped me. And it helped me understand or, you know, I can relate to you guys. You guys can relate to me. And it's just really, it's not about two actors just talking about stuff. It's more about, you know, understanding what makes someone successful or how your mind is so powerful and how it can get in the way sometimes of you being the best you can be and talking about anxiety and, and losing a parent or losing a wife or divorce or Stephen and Mel said, I've never talked about my divorce and you got me to talk to, about it without me even thinking I was talking about it. And that was a really comp, a big compliment. And, um, so I try to interview people that interest me. And sometimes, you know, like Elvira, my, my um, producer, Rob, he's young, he's 29. And um, I, I remember him going, I don't, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, well, I don't care. Really? I wow. love Elvira. I, I love Elvira. I'm a huge fan. Absolutely. And Cassandra Peterson was absolutely one of my best guests. She, within the first minute, I'm like, hey, how you doing? She goes, well, I just buried my mother two days ago. I'm like, well, what? And why are you here? But she, uh, you know, just having guests open up, like today I'm interviewing, the, the episode episode won't air for a while, but Dolph Lundgren is coming over to my house. Uh, I must be uh, Ivan Drago, yes. so I haven't told anybody that yet. But it's just cool to kind of interview and talk about, talk to your heroes and, and, and see what got them here and how they've gotten through it. And then you realize everybody faces adversity. Everybody faces, like certain things in their life where they could rip the rear view mirror off and keep going forward or get kind of get lost in the past. And so that's what the podcast is. And we've been growing and, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I urge people to subscribe and you know even write a review. It's free on iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. And it really helps. And, uh, I, I love doing it. So I hope people will start to, uh, more people will, will check it out. Well, I'm subscribed. So I, I really enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate that, man. It really means a lot to me. It's funny because, you know, uh, and my agent's like, well, you're not making money really off of the podcast. What, you know, you're spending a lot of time on like, because I love doing it. I love talking to people. I love helping people. And so, you know, it's, it's just, uh, fulfilling. I love it. So I, I'd like to do it as much, as long as I can, but we'll see. Hopefully we'll get more and more people to listen and it will take off even more. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing to do. Uh, you, you really get to know people when you talk to them. Sometimes you make uh, friends, or sometimes you're uh, kind of a little bit of a friend in passing. But then you become uh, deeper friends when you sit and talk for an hour or so, and you really get to know somebody. Yeah, I think that's what happens too. Because uh, sometimes I'll be like, "Well, we met years ago," and I may have met them, but I don't know. I don't know anything about them. In fact, a lot of these people that I thought were my friends, like even Zach Levi, who we've become closer friends since the podcast, because. I got to know him and I was like, we have similarities in the fact that, you know, our mothers both, uh, well, I don't want to get too personal, but you know, his mother suffered from mental illness and 
you know, uh, my mom deals with a lot of stuff and, you know, growing up wasn't easy and, you know, uh, people can relate. And so when you relate to people, that's when they're interested. I think when, you know, I don't want to be just another actor who was, um, just had a podcast. I think when people, when people listen to it, they realize that and they're like, wow, I didn't expect this. I think mm. they're shocked. I got Krista Bell to talk about her anxiety and depression. So that was cool. I love her and her husband. They're just nice people. Yeah, they're really nice. Dax has been on the show, and um, he's going to come on again. So, yeah, I really love it. You're very creative. I I got the uh, pleasure to watch uh, one of your movies uh, back in the day last night. I really enjoyed it. It had me laughing out loud <laughs> in my living room. Can well, you-, you know what? That's that's. I love that you said that because that was a labor of love. I mean, I just wanted to do something. I had this old script that I had written. It wasn't even the best script, but it was fun, and I wanted to direct a movie. I didn't want to be another guy who's like, I'm going to direct a movie. I actually was going to direct a movie. So I got a bunch of my friends, like Marina Baccarin from Deadpool and uh, Nick Swartzen and Harlan Williams, Isaiah Mustafa, who's going to be an it too. And we just went out in the middle of nowhere in Indiana where I grew up and made this little raunchy, funny comedy. And it was, it was, uh, it was an amazing time in my life. You know, it was, um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, and, you did everything uh, on that movie, right? Like written, directed, everything. Produced, starred in it. Yeah, I almost died. I literally almost died. I remember being in the car, and my my best friends who came with me were driving me to work one day, and I was in the back seat, and I just mumbled something like, "I think I should go to the hospital." And my friend Denine didn't look back. She just laughed. She goes, "You're silly. Today's gonna be so great." But if she had looked back at me and seen how tired and a mess I was, I think she would have probably driven me to the hospital i was that tired i was uh you know come on dog doing it again blanche i named my dog Irvin blanche because my grandparents are Irvin blanche in florida huh. come on i'm on the phone on in an interview do you understand <laughs> jeez louise i'm in florida right now actually well i just missed you i was just in fort lauderdale uh Day before last, I got in uh, on a red eye two nights ago. Very cool. I'll be in uh, Denver while you're there. You're appearing at uh, Colorado in the Colorado Convention Center at Denver Pop Culture Con on Saturday and Sunday, June first and second. Is that right? That is correct. Yes, I'm excited. In fact, my friends Alan Miles created Smallville will be there, so we're gonna have a little reunion there. And uh, I love Denver. And it will be a lot of fun. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited about Denver. Denver's always a great, uh, you know, a great city to to, to come to and, and just meet all the fans and have a good time. Um, do you have, like, different fans that come up to you, like some just for your voice acting, uh, like fans of your voice acting? Or of, obviously Smallville is probably a huge part of your fan base. But uh, you've yeah. done so many different things. Uh, or, or are they just fans of you in general? You know, I think, I think it becomes – what you hope for is that they just become fans of you. They're just like, hey, you know, once they meet you and then once they, uh, you know, tune into your podcast and get to know you, and then it's almost like you, you, you feel like you're friends, you know. Uh, especially if you listen to the podcast, you're going to get to know me really well. I, I let it all out. You know, I'd say definitely a big chunk is Smallville. A big chunk is The Flash from the Justice League. People love that character. I mm-hmm. can't believe how many autographs I've signed. Um, and then you get people who love sorority boys. Definitely get a lot of those. Uh, some pool hall junkies in there. Some uh, some short-lived show called Breaking In, where they love this character Dutch. And you know, some Guardians of the Galaxy character uh, from you know Guardians of the Galaxy Two, where I played Martin X. And you know, it's it's a lot of different things. But I, you know, it's definitely a lot of Smallville, a lot of Justice League. 
And a lot of podcasts, I'll tell you, I bring the hats and wristbands and stuff, and they sell out immediately. So I'm really digging. Yeah, I'm, I'm so surprised that I'll be out even in L.A., and I'll be at a stoplight, and someone will go, dude, I'm listening to your podcast right now. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's not, it's not Smallville, or it's not this. It's, it's the podcast. It's my voice. This is cool. Wow, that's, so, that's good. I love People that. Like, I really love that. It's good. People like you for you, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's neat. Yeah, podcast isn't money-making, but yeah, it's, you're building fan base and making people happy, so that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. How did you get in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? You're one of the original Guardians from the comic books. I've never read the comic books, just saw the movies, but uh, how did you get that part? Uh, well, pretty easily. My one of my best friends in the world is James Gunn. He finally called me. I didn't. I never brought it up. Never asked him. Uh, you know, I'd done a couple shorts of his, and we were just buddies, really close buddies. And then one day he said, "Hey, you want to play this character, Martin X? He's one of the original Guardians, but uh, he's a Ravager, and uh, you'll be working with Stallone and Ving Rhames. And um, it's not the biggest part in the second one, but you know, we're looking into the future of these characters and." It's going to be in the end credits, and I was like, absolutely. So, you know, I got to work with Stallone and worked for a couple of weeks and um, had a lot of fun. And they CGI'd my face, and I didn't like that, but, you know, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it was, hey, guys, I'm on the phone. Are you kidding me? You hear this? <laughs> Albert? I hear it. That's funny. Dude, you guys are not doing well here. There's no respect here. There's a lack of respect going on in my house. <laughs> So, this is always how it is. That's funny. So, so you didn't have any prosthetics on, or did did they just augment the prosthetics? No prosthetics. Or? That was the really? great thing. It was just they put, they put dots on my face, and wow. then it was funny because Stallone every day was like, "Yo, who are you supposed to be, Pippi Longstocking? What's with the <laughs> dots in your face?" I'm like, you know, this is CGI. Is that what they do with CGI? Jeez, all right, dot face. Let's do this. That's you awesome. know, but we had fun. He was uh, he was great to work with, and. Uh, it was just a real treat. It was easy. It was, a, it was the easiest job I've ever had. I only had a couple lines. I was just on set goofing around. Became good friends. You know, I'm good friends with a lot of those guys in the movie. In fact, you know, Stevie Blackheart, who you don't know, but he was in uh, both of them, both of the Guardians. He's also best friends with James. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, my buddy Steve Agee, we're all just good friends. His brother, Sean Gunn, uh, Michael Rooker. I mean, I hang out with these guys all the time. Who else? Chris Sullivan I became friends with. In fact, we're going to do a project coming up soon that we're going to launch. And um, so it's just, uh, it's just to be on set, on such a big set for such a huge movie is is incredible. It's incredible to be there and, and to uh, experience that. Uh, so uh, can you say whether or not you're going to be in another uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Well, you know, if you listen to the uh, the interview, with J I interviewed James on my podcast. Oh, cool. uh, he talks about it, um, but he, uh, he says, what do you think? And I said, well, I would hope so in the end credits. He's like, yeah, of course. Awesome. So he said, of course. So uh, whatever that means. That's a, that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. So I never, look, I, I've learned in this business never, you know, don't hold your breath for anything. You know, things change until you're on there on the set filming or until you're at the premiere and you see yourself on screen. Don't count your chickens. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you prefer, feature feature work or television? I, I, it had to be a grind doing uh, so many seasons of Smallville. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, for almost 47 now, um, you definitely have a little burnout when you've done so much. I've done a lot of, I've worked a long time, you know, I've been doing it a long time. And I don't know, I, you know, I like movies because you're done. At the end of three or four months, you're done. That's it. 
You know, a TV show, it is a grind, you know. Um, they don't, you know, the 10 months a year aren't as prominent, I guess. Um, you know, most most people are doing like 10 episodes a year, and that's what I, you know, uh, I did a show called Impastor, and, you know, we did 10 episodes for two years, and uh, I like that format. I like doing 10 episodes for three and a half months and then just being done for the rest of the year. To me, the free time and alone time, alone time is good. It's nice to just, it's nice to work hard and then play hard. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, uh, enjoying life and, uh, you know, doing the cons and doing the podcast, a couple of projects in the works and, you know, I wrote a script we're going to try and sell and just trying to enjoy it. Just trying to do it. Awesome. Uh, I will be, uh, at the Denver pop culture con. I hope to see you there. Um, uh, any, anything to say to your fans that are coming out to see you in Denver? Yeah. Guys, uh, when you're in Denver, make sure you come by the table. I always like to have a little chat and and, and folks to say hi. And, um, you know, it's always a good time. So come see me in Denver Comic Con and uh, follow me on the on the Twitter and the Instagram, the Michael Rosenbaum on Instagram and Michael Rosenbaum. They couldn't fit Baum on Twitter, so I had to put <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum. Story of my life. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, John, Gabe, and uh, guest interviewer today, Albie. Make sure to come out and see Michael and the tons of other amazing guests at Denver Pop Culture Con at the Colorado Convention Center, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 31st, June 1st, and June 2nd. I'll be there. Will you? Hashtag TOTLB. Remember to check us out at TOTLB.com for more amazing interviews like this. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production. <laughs>